0: You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon.
1: Welcome to another episode of Ship Talking, WCHL's relationship show. I am your host, Sharon. And for the last couple of weeks, if you've been listening, we've been learning a lot about how to Maintain our relationships and stay connected to our partners from the perspective of a local couples counselor. This week, we're going back to a listener story, and I am really excited to have this guest on because I've said this before I hope SHIP talking can be a place of learning and laughing, but I also really want it to be a place of support. I know, just personally, I have felt so much connection and validation through hearing other people's stories who are similar to mine. So I invited a friend on here today who has, for the first time in 44 years, felt (laughs) comfortable sharing his own story. (laughs) So Chris, hello. Welcome to Ship Talking. Thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Hey, Sharon. No problem at all. It's it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) So you have recently just come out as bisexual and I want to spend the next 30 minutes with you hearing about everything that built up to your decision to share who you are and how things have felt since you did. But I first just want to be another person to say congratulations and celebrate with you because I know this is still pretty recent And I know just how deeply challenging this has been for you. So congrats, friend. I'm really proud of you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. It's it's been amazing the amount of support um, that everybody has come out with. Uh, I tell people my situation is probably the most unusual compared to a lot of other people because I've had 100% support from friends and family where I've realized I'm very lucky to have that because I know that others it's a much bigger battle for them to come out and they the response they have so I'm just I'm lucky to surround myself with some really good people and I've, I've this last month I really realized how good those people are.
1: Yes, yeah, so you've spoken a lot about just really this last month stepping into your authentic self and I know you were scared you weren't going to have this outpouring of support and it took you a while to really step into yourself. And so my first question is what finally came together for you? What has allowed you over this past month to really um, embrace your sexuality publicly for the first
2: time? It's a really interesting story because it's not a, it's not a happy story from the beginning. Um, I was out with some friends, and um, we'll talk about it later later. I mentioned to you that being hyper masculine and pretty, the guys I was around, uh, one of the guys is um, former Special Forces. He's now working with a company like Blackwater doing um, uh, some type of stuff and very high motor. Uh, other guys are former former college wrestler. Other guys are former pro soccer player. Other guys hanging around, almost restaurants in town. And we're all pretty, I guess high strung, and um one of the guys a guy that's the uh former spec ops guy i can't remember exactly what he was doing but the conversation came up about um who we're voting for and i kind of was avoiding saying anything because i'm very much pro-biden and uh this guy was very much pro-trump and he um he actually asked me if i'm i i'm gonna spell it and I'm effing F A G G O T because I was voting for Biden. He associated the, the me voting for Biden as being weak and was farther insinuating I was weak because I'm, I might be not straight. So he, he associated wow. sexuality with strength and a lack, and you have a lack of strength if you're right. voting for Biden. and... So he said that, and it hit me hard. And I almost said right then and there, yes, I'm by," but I stopped myself. We're in a very public situation. We're very public. Uh, guys that are like, you know, some of us, you know, as men, we don't always talk. And um, we don't always yeah. express ourselves like we should. And so uh, we went to another place down the road. We were downtown Raleigh and went to another place of the bar and I left. And I went home, and this, uh, you're you're the only second person I'm telling this, and your audience will be the second audience. But I have depression, so I have medicine for depression. I took that bottle of of, um, medicine. I emptied out the um, pills in front of me. I had a bottle of Jack, and I was about to make a really bad decision. And I just thought to myself, no, you can't do this. My dad had his brother commit suicide. A friend of mine's brother committed suicide. I went to bed. I went to bed. And then the next morning when I woke up, I knew I had to go it and just go through it and, and tell everybody. So uh, I woke up probably about nine, ten o'clock or whatever, and I texted everybody and um, um mom, Jess, Mike, and my dad, and um they came back. We love you no matter what. I cried for a long time. I love my family. I know my family loves me, but it, deep down, I have issues with rejection, and this is another time I was fearful of that. Um. When I recover from that, I actually uh, texted my best friend, and he was the one I was really scared of losing, very, uh, very machismo, you know, and he texted me back, dude, I don't care. I love you no matter what, and that wow. just broke everything down from my fear of being public with it. So... I was like, screw it, excuse my language, but I put it on Facebook.
1: Chris, I'm going to stop you right there because we're out of time for this segment, but I, I do just want to thank you. I didn't know that part of your story, and I feel really, just really privileged that you just um, shared that with me, so thank you. I want to keep talking to you because we have a lot more to talk about. We'll be right back in a few minutes thank you for listening to ship talking on 97.9 the hill you're
0: listening to ship talking with sharon levine we'll be back with more after this on 97.9 the hill and now back to ship talking with sharon levine once again here's sharon
1: Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon, and we've been talking with Chris about his journey coming out as bisexual to his family and friends. Chris's story, unfortunately, includes a very scary moment of active suicidal ideation. Um, Chris, I want to just first thank you again for sharing this with us and stress how happy I am that you found The strength to reach out to your family in that moment. And I know LGBTQ youth contemplate and attempt suicide at much higher rates than their non LGBTQ peers. And so I I wanted to take a little bit of time just to talk about this, if you'd be willing. And so, how, if at all, has the fear of coming out contributed to mental illness? And how have you found help? since that? Cause I know you have.
2: Yeah. Um, if I go back, um, I think it's 99 is when it really started manifesting. When I got out of the air force, um, started having a lot of panic and anxiety attacks. Um, actually went to the hospital, I think twice out of fear there were heart attacks cause I had no clue what they were. Um, from there, um, I've actually, been diagnosed with a VA as um, BPD, uh, borderline personality disorder, which is really sucks at times. You know, if you're aware of it, then you, you know there's uh, times when you get very, very low um, and you have to fight through that. It, uh, it's a battle at times. Uh,
1: Would you mind telling us a little bit about the BPD? diagnosis for listeners who are unfamiliar with
2: that yeah um i mean the best way i say it is um at times i'll let things build up and instead of handling them in a healthy way expressing myself in a healthy way i can express myself in an unhealthy manner that can quite frankly make it so people don't want to be around me i've had that happen Because it's just, uh, uh, you know, the buildup and then just letting it all out sometimes is something I struggle with that I work through. I um, You know, that in addition to the anxiety, all of that circled together makes for a struggle at times. Um, There are times that, that, you know, I've been very, very, as we talked about earlier, Uh, there's times that I'm very, very high. And those are just as not good for me as the lows. It's a constant battle to recognize where I am. And through that recognition, be able to, you know, put a break on if I need to. It's not easy. There's no doubt it's not easy. Um, I have a therapist with the VA, she's amazing. I talk to her once a week, and we talk about this. It's not always handled in the most, the healthiest way. There's self medication that happens at times. Um, I'll be honest, you know, sometimes binge drinking, sometimes it's not making the best healthy sexual decisions as a result of this. And it felt like, and I talked to people, it felt like a rock of Gibraltar on my chest for the longest time that was making it harder to breathe hard to live when i came out and when i shared my story and it started getting views and people started responding i started getting the positive feedback which i once again i completely recognize that i'm so lucky to have that i will never ever not recognize that um but when that started happening those feelings started disappearing The feelings of that anxiety, that depression, it wasn't me going to a high place mentally. It was me going to a level place mentally where I can recognize Mm. that instead of being high or low for the first time in a very long time, I was able to be medium. And that's a very freeing place to be. If a lot of times in your life, you're either high or you're, or you're low. I'm not saying that I still don't have times where I drop down low or I drop or go high. Because there has been. There's Even though I've come out, I still have, you know, still still working through it. I mean, it's a, it's a thing of process. And I've, you know, I've gone out with the boys and, you know, drank more than I should have once or twice. But I'm getting better at recognizing it and working through the idea of why am I doing this? Is this going to be a social drinking or is this going to be me going out and just freaking not not even caring? And the thing that happens now is I'm able to have a better latch on that so that I know, okay, I want to have three drinks and I'm going to have three drinks and I'm going to go to Red Bull after that. I wouldn't have been able to do that before because there's so much inside of me that was so fearful of being getting out, and now that it's out, it's not as the fear's not there. So I'm able to relax more and, and, and not go hard all the time. And yes, I've had a little bit once or twice where I've done it, but I also recognize I, that I'm working towards doing things that are not conducive or that, that kind of work through that. For example, before, I would have never had planned to go tubing with my friends on a Sunday morning because I my thought process was, let's just go get hammered on Saturday because that's how I you know I, I dealt with it. Let's go party. Let's go do hard. Let's go do this. Let's do that. Right now, I'm planning a tubing trip with my friends on Sunday. That wouldn't have happened before. I'm unemployed right now. I'm scared to death. But I also know that it's gonna work out.
1: Chris, I'm gonna stop you right there just because we're out of time, but I am so appreciative of this story you're telling us and um, the vulnerability, the vulnerability that you're sharing with us. We'll be right back to continue chatting with Chris on Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill.
0: You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon.
1: Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon. We've been joined by Chris, who has been sharing with us just how different his life has been after coming out as bisexual. Chris, you've mentioned you're going tubing for the first time this weekend, whereas in the past you would have been hungover from a night of drinking. You've, you've shared how this, um, release has really permeated itself into a lot of different aspects in your life. And one thing I, I wanted to ask that we haven't talked about yet is, um, what were you afraid was going to happen by coming out versus what actually happened? And I say this as maybe, I don't know, something that could be helpful for people who, who have been in this in the same situation as you, who are afraid, who are afraid to come out.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, naturally dealing with what I deal with, I I built this big thing that's going to happen. This big freaking, the, the earth was going to end and not just kidding, but, um, uh, I I was fearful of losing the connections I had. I'm a very social person. And I was, I think I put a lot of work, a lot of worth into other people's opinion and other people's, how they value me.
1: And you've also, you've also spoken a, a little bit to kind of the the hyper masculinity in, in your community and your background. I mean, you, you said, I, I remember you told me once you grew up with men in your family who played football, and you've mentioned you were in the military and you were a bouncer. So um, I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, that was a, a big contributing factor to just the fear of what would happen.
2: Yeah, All right? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, for me, uh, my grandfather played football and basketball at Mississippi State, my uncle played uh, college, junior college football. Uh, my, my dad was a guard at um, uh, parchment Prison to get through college. I was military. And um, so a, a lot of my buildup was um, if you're bi, then you're no longer manly, which is completely different because I'll still jump in a boxing ring with anybody. Uh, <laughs> I'll get my butt kicked or I'll kick butt because you, you're the one. But yeah, the, the fear, the, the buildup of that was just crazy in my head um you know your whole life and my my grandfather my all my family was amazing so i'm not trying to say there were like these rambo kind of guys that ran around and and BDU's all the time and put on face paint to go have go to war but we did know that you know we have certain as men we're told we have certain roles and women are told they have certain roles and it's kind of hammered into you when you're around some of the people I was in. I mean, my grandfather was a legend. He was Mr. Mississippi state. So wow. we'd, we'd go there and, you know, he's a legend and you, I'm around people. I'm around, like when I'm bouncing, if, when I was bouncing, you've got to have that, I'm going to kick your ass mentality or you might end up not coming home quite literally sometimes. Um, so that contributed that idea that I had to be this hyper masculine guy and I didn't, um, it, it, it is really weird thinking about it but i used as a kid i used to write poems and that was me being my sensitive side and a friend of mine actually was like i don't believe you so i actually i wrote a poem the other day for the first time in years because i allowed myself to to be a little bit emotional allow myself to get to my feelings without judging myself so yeah
1: um. Chris, we only have about a minute left, and I want to give that minute to you to, to share whatever you'd like to share.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been a journey the past few weeks. If you're going through this similar journey, there's no telling, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be perfect for you because I know my situation is completely different than a lot of other people's. But don't be afraid to be who you are because when you're who you are, you're your authentic self that's when you'll see the growth come i think the best gift someone can give themselves is to be their authentic self the longest time i was looking for someone else to love me what i found out through this whole thing is that i need to love myself to be able to feel it and for others to come in as i want them to it it can be an emotional moment when you realize that you know Life doesn't have to be as hard as it was before. Um, and if you love yourself as much as others love you, then you can have quite an amazing life.
1: Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I am just really grateful for you. I, I'm honored that you just shared the story with us that you did. And I'm happy you're my friend. <laughs>
2: I appreciate it
1: well that's all for today we'll put some resources in the show notes and if you have the Apple Podcasts app you can follow us at ship talking and if you are listening and have any comments or thoughts please reach out to us at ship talking at WCHL.com we'd love to hear from you we'll see you next week
0: You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the On Demand page of our website, chapelborough.com.